Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Max. B-Tech Smith and Steve Max. You are now entering the Megacarts, the Megacarts. <laughs> What up, Steve? I think that's about all we're going to say when it comes to uh, Back to the Future Day. I will say this about Back to the Future Day. Everything in Back to the Future now is in the past. That is kind of deep, brah. Yeah, well, I read it on the internet on a meme. Ah! I was like, look at Ted dropping some knowledge (laughs) right off the bat. We didn't even do our push-ups yet, and Ted's on fire. Brain is functioning. It is. It's at a high level. I feel like we should just jump right into the push-ups. Yeah. Because the last... Several mega casts. We have not done the push-ups until like the end of the first break, and it's kind of throwing off the rhythm. I feel. All right, yeah. So let's get things going this time. Uh, gotta you're a married pro- man. You're, you're used to the rhythm. <laughs> well, I guess not. Because you're you're trying. You're- oh, we're trying, dude. It's been. Oh man, glorious! It has been awesome. Remember, every day more babies are conceived out of dirty positions. Oh, I don't know if I can make that happen. We, we're like, we got a rotation of three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know why I say that. That's basically all I'm getting to, right? Like, let, let's be honest. With the Titus O'Neil in uh, the WWE, what's that thing? He goes, hua, hua, hua. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Speaking of WWE, I haven't watched in like a month. Uh huh. I didn't even know the Dudleys were back, dude. How great is that? That's unbelievable. Devon, get the tables. God. Oh, they and they're great. Yeah. Those guys are still great. Like I know they're back, and it's kind of a cool nostalgic thing for the old school Attitude Era fans. But they, those guys are still on top of their game. And it sounds weird to say, and I don't want to be too inside on wrestling, but is it fair to say the tag team division is the most exciting thing right now? I 100% agree. The new like, day? The new, well, that and then the diva stuff is yep. is awesome with the two teams or uh-huh. three teams. Like it just, I, And then, like, yeah, I saw the Dudleys, and I was like, you know what? This is the best action all night. Oh, yeah. They always bring it, man. I'm so glad. I mean, well, they run their own wrestling school, so I mean, even though they're like these kind of bigger guys and that aren't like, you know, they don't look like they spend a lot of time in the gym. They spend a lot of time in the wrestling ring, and they know exactly what they're doing, and they put on an entertaining show. Yeah, that's like Kevin Owens always catches a bunch of heat. I yep. bet if that guy walked in, you wouldn't be like, oh, there's a fat bastard. I know, man. He's just not as ripped as Cena. No, he's just a big, beefy dude. He's a Canadian. Yeah, eh? Yeah. How about that? Did you see when he did the pop-up powerbomb to Mark Henry? Yeah, I watched it. That when I, I didn't see it live. I just saw like on Facebook it said, check out Kevin Owens' pop-up powerbomb. Like, there is no effing way this guy is going to be able to pull that off. He did. Also, yeah. to Mark Henry's credit, that guy's more athletic than I thought. He had a little bit more hops than I expected. Yeah, because that's definitely part of it is jumping in there, jumping up and helping. Oh, it's a dance. They got to yeah. work together. But I, yeah, I was impressed. I was super impressed. I'm like, Mark Henry, that could have, like, if they put that down on paper and said, this is what you're doing tonight, if I'm Kevin Owens, I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. I, I don't have the strength to lift this guy that high. And look at him. How much hops does Mark Henry have? More than yeah. So I'm warming up to Seth Rollins too. Oh, good. I love Seth Rollins, yeah. man. He's just he's the he reminds me of old school heels, bad guys, the the chicken s heel. Like yeah, it's got the skills, but he constantly has to find weaselly ways to win, and and he lets you know about it. Like yeah. he brags about his victories, even though he shouldn't brag about them. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He does a good job. He's got weird hair, but we'll <laughs> let that slide. That, yeah. that weird yellow streak. 
Should we be judging? Yeah, that's a solid point. I would do anything to have that kind of hair. Yeah, I'd have blonde highlights. You know whose hair I'd have? Dolph Ziggler's. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Just just wet and roots are showing. Yeah. (laughs) I love that someone's got to Photoshop Dolph Ziggler's hair on the Ted Smith. And put Seth Rollins hair on mine. Yeah. Let's and I'd, bl- and I'd, I'd, uh, I'd bleach my beard, too. I'd yeah. go full Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Would you let the root show us on the beard? Yeah, of course. I'm okay. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> How do we get this done? Like, we need to find someone who does good makeup and have that created for when the WWE comes back in February. Dolph Ziggler hair? You have the Dolph Ziggler hair. I have the Seth Rollins hair. And we just sit in the first row or second row. And people are like... What the hell's going on? Why do those two guys have the exact same hairstyle as those two WWE superstars? <laughs> they look nothing like them. And you know there'll be a moment during the match where one of them's going to make eye contact with us, and you're going to see the look on their face like, what the hell's going on out there? These two out-of-shape dudes are rocking our look. It's for you, Duff! <laughs> Let's go, Ziggler! Come on! Rollins! I like Dolph's taste in women, too. Trashy blondes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he used to actually, in real life, date... Um, uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, but also Nikki Bella. Oh. If you watch Total Divas. Dude, that's such an incestuous world. There could be like a documentary done on the women and the men in the WWE and how they've all kind of had sex with each other, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's like the restaurant industry. 100% right. It's so much like the service industry. Mm-hmm. All right, why don't we do this? This is for Carly. She says, I'm going to Portland next week to see a certain band. I'm not going to say the band because I want you to guess which band we're playing. Uh, and she thought that the song Fired Up might be a good push-up song. Check it out. So let's do this one for Carly. She's going to Portland. Hopefully she's listening to us as she's going to Portland. Let's get the... Is the show this week or next week? Uh, this came in 14 hours ago, so it's next week. Okay. Okay. So, Ted, let's get the blood pump and the heart racing and the brain functioning. All right, let's get our push-ups. And, Ted, I'm very curious to see if you can figure out who this is. All right. All right, you ready to do 10? Yes. All right. I'm not confident, though. I'll guess the band. I don't think you will. All right. All right, this is going to be awesome. Let's get 10, Mega Family. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. Guesses, Ted. Can I have a hint? Uh, yeah, you're not gonna know the band. I mean, you know, you're gonna know the band. You're never gonna guess the song. Like the fact that this band wrote that song. Let's just say they've matured. There's your hint. Uh, Hanson. You are correct. Oh, great hint. Great hint. You and I would dominate in uh, just something. Put us in, in cranium and we'll kill you. Dude, I would love to play cranium. I love, well, you remember we used to play cranium back in the day when we would go over to Thrill's house? Yes. And it was like a couple's night thing in Ted. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know that I've ever said this to Steve, but God, I wanted to kill your ex whenever she was on my team. Oh, I was always pumped when I, I had, I, I remember one time passing my ex off to Ted and Ted's a very competitive person. And my ex, when it came to Cranium, I'm not dissing her. This isn't about being a bitter ex. 
she couldn't be worse at the game. Oh my god! And I was always paired up with like usually uh, Thrills Woman, yeah, or somebody else. And I was just flying through it. I'm like, I got my my weak link is gone, and I gave it to a guy who need did not need that weak link because you're good at you and I would dominate a cranium, but we're yeah. always on different teams. Yeah, exactly. I just remember one night you guys left, and I was just like, I I I, I just I just lost it. Did like you she really? killed. Yeah, I was like telling throwing. <laughs> she killed us. She had no idea. She's yelling out answers. Like I was, you know me. I was pissed. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. Yeah. I just that's why as soon as you said that I was like oh I remember playing Cranium yeah yeah well that's the well thing. I think one time you and I were on the same team and we just like ran the table yeah so they broke us up it was right. a dynasty <laughs> Jay Z yeah. out there right we were like, <laughs> we, we were like Kobe and Shaq oh I mean name your duo yeah Stockton uh, Malone Bert Journey yeah, Bert Ernie Jordan and Pippen uh, Montana to Rice. Oh, man, uh, uh, Gretzky and Messier. Yeah, right, from the Oilers. We're talking prime time. That, right. was, that was Steve and Ted. We would have had six, maybe even seven cups if they did not trade one of us to another team. Uh, there was a period where we were thinking about, you know, we're taking a title at Mike and Ike, Steve and Ted's. We did talk about creating our own candy to yeah. Steve and Ted's. Oh, that would have been some great candy. Only our candy would have had a hallucinogenic quality to it. Yeah, well, like I said, great candy. Yes, the best candy. The best candy. The kind you just never want to stop eating. Right. Like Mike and Ike's, you can eat a whole bag of Mike and Ike's in a sitting. You yeah. know? Steve and Ted's, you only want a couple. I lo- <laughs> it's all your body can handle. Right. Otherwise, it gets really weird. <laughs> I love it. They've matured, and you nailed it. That's unbelievable. How about that's Hanson, though? This song's pretty good. That's fired up. Yeah. Good, because that's the name of the song. <laughs> Ted Talks, starring D-Tex Mid. As Halloween approaches, uh, everybody's going to dress up in costumes. Have a great time. Now, one thing I like about Halloween, it's a very individual holiday, right? You can dress up as whatever, be you. So, in real life, I want you to be an individual. I want you to be strange, be weird, you know, be true to you. But also, I want you to be careful of not falling into traps and kind of playing the role others want you to play. You know, so do what you want and be proud of it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure you're actually doing what you yourself want to do and not just running into that trap of, well, this is what my friends do, so that's what I'm going to do. So I shouldn't have pressured my wife into being a Ninja Turtle with me on No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm just saying more like... I don't know. Something simple is like going to the bars, right? Mm-hmm. If you legit like to go to the bars and that's what you do, okay, go to the bars every night. But, you know, I don't I don't want you just being like, wow, don't get on me. This is what I do. Like, well, wait, is that, are you really having fun there? You know what I mean? Like, I want right. you to be an individual, but yet I don't want you to be just, you can't just be going out partying all the time. No, you can't. And whether you're single or married, and obviously if you're in a relationship, that's going to put a little bit of a strain on the relationship, even if you're going out and partying with that person all the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, like, be an individual, be weird, this and that, but also, uh, I don't know, you got to be realistic about the world, too. You, know, you still yeah. got to go to work. You know, you still got to, granted, I, we all wish some of the, well, not we all, a lot of us wish a lot of these structures weren't the way they, weren't the way they, way they are, but, you know, you got to play within them so that you can go be your individual self and, and right. hopefully one day maybe change something or retire and get out of the rat race and this and that. That'd be nice to be able to retire young, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that that's part of it, too. You know, be mm-hmm. you, be an individual, but, you know, you don't, don't be too crazy. And I'm saying, it, it makes sure like it, you can walk that line, but don't keep jumping over it. 
Yeah, and make sure it's something you want to do because there'll always be somebody else that wants to do something crazy or, or or whatever. Or it could be the other side. Maybe you and your friend just sit around the house playing board games all the time and you never go out and you really want to go out. Well, adventure out on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it could, just it because could, they don't want to go out doesn't mean you have to still do what they're doing. Right. It, this 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 advice can work both ways. You know? Maybe you want to pass your ex girlfriend off to your friend Ted so that way you can win at cranium. Yeah. Maybe you just need to adventure something alone and go take that trip. <laughs> I saw some. Oh man, I meant to print it. Somebody um, emailed us and asked, "Is there what is something that you love to do alone?" And they brought up. Oh, man, I feel bad. I can't remember. I think it was Mark. Maybe it was Matt. Something with an M in the name. M so, guy. Yeah, M guy. You know who I'm talking to. Hey, M guy. Mm. But he asked the question because he says, "I like to go out." And it's funny that you talk about TED talks, and that's what this is about because he says he catches crap because he likes to go out to dinner by himself. Oh and, yeah. And uh, he just was wondering for us, what is something that you like to do alone? That typically, I guess, would be something that you usually do with either one person or a crew of people. I, I love going out alone, like to multiple different parties uh-huh. or like different events and just kind of roaming around. Like the, the day on your birthday, like I had been out roaming. Now, granted, I went and met people I knew right. at certain things, but just the ability to kind of. Decide when I want to move or decide what I want to do. Like, I, I love that kind of stuff. Or even traveling alone, frankly, is kind of fun. You you, you find stuff. You got to rely on yourself. I'm a fan of that. I, like, I don't do it as often as you now being married. Typically, if I'm going out, I'm either I'm going out with my wife or, I, or I'm planning something. Like, I think she would be a little weirded out if I'm like, I'm going out. And she's like, who are you going out with? I'm like, I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out when I get there. Don't worry, babe. I'll text you goodnight. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. But I used, to, I used to hate making plans with people because... I always had this mentality of maybe I'm not going to want to do that on Saturday night. Like, you know, hey, yeah. we're all doing. And so it was such a great feeling that on like Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, like it could be like you you could maybe out of the blue, te- Ted texts me and goes, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to the Huskies game. And I'm like, well, I didn't make any plans. So this is perfect. And that sounds like fun. I can do that. Like, I Oh, it's the best. Yeah. And it was great. Like on my birthday, like you went out, you did your October uh, fest party, great, great pumpkin beer festival. That that too. Um, the great pumpkin beer festival, and then after that, you met up at uh, and we went to the Mariners game, and then after that, we went to the bars, and there was like this revolving door of people. So it was yeah. It started. I got up. I was watching soccer. Then I was watching college football. Went up to a beer garden at the Space Needle because uh, Ben and Taryn had just got done running the steps. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So just roaming around. Do you like though going? Like obviously, when you're doing these things, there are people that you know you're going to run into and talk to. Yeah. Have you ever like? Because sometimes I like in the past I've done this before. I like going to a bar, just posting up at the bar, and maybe I'll have a conversation with the bartender. Maybe I won't. And I'll just sit there and either watch stuff on the television or just chill. Yeah, I the bar it makes me sound like I'm an awful alcoholic. It's not really like I'm doing this a lot. Like it's maybe once every few months. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I definitely don't mind going to bars by myself, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's something. I just think there's something so cool about showing up to a party by yourself. And I remember, part of it goes back to, I remember when I was in high school, there was this dude that was like a year older, he was a beast on the football team, real nice guy, Marvin Brown, right? What and a the, great name, too. Oh, dude, Marvin was a beast. Got a uh, full ride to play uh, football at Alabama, so uh-huh. I mean, that kind of stuff. Offensive line? Uh, I think he, well, he transferred, or he moved to fullback, and this was in 1998, 97, he was one of the first dudes, like big dudes, to wear a single number as a running back. Uh huh. I remember somebody being like, "Hey, Marvin, that six looking real lonely on your jersey." <laughs> uh, 
But I remember that was always a thing. People would be like, Marvin's crazy, man. He shows up to parties by himself. Don't even care. Right. And I was being like, that's cool. Marvin's cool. I'm going to do something like that. Well, it works for someone like, like I, I think you can pull that off way better <clears throat> than someone like myself. Like you're the guy that when you walk in, you're larger in life in the sense that you're a life of the party. Yeah, right. You know I'm going to meet people. Like you're going to walk in and it's going to be like, Ted's here. Ah! And you're going to be like, what's up? Like you're going to be that. Like I'm going to be the guy that's just like, crap, I'm all by myself. It's kind of awkward. And then like Steve's here and he's staring at us in a weird way. <laughs> but even, even little things like uh, like last year when I went back east for Christmas, I just rented a car and it was kind of mm-hmm. fun just buzzing around, visiting different people. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think part of it's just I've gotten used to being alone. So it's like, I, I hate, I just hate having to like, Keep up to other people's stuff. So that, that's what I like to do. Yeah, you like to dictate what your plans are going to be. Yeah. I also like, I'm like, M man. Mm. Uh, I think it's fun to eat dinner sometimes at a restaurant. I, I like going to sushi joints by myself because then you post up at the bar. Yes, and- sushi, I would say, I don't care. Right. I say, here's one thing, M guy, and I'm sorry, I don't want to hate on you. But the other day I walked by, there's a nice Italian restaurant in my building. Uh-huh. There's just one guy eating a pizza by himself. Right. And that looked kind of sad. I don't know if you could sit at a table by yourself. You got to sit at the bar, right? Yeah. He was at the table by himself with just a pizza. And sometimes I try and pull the, I'm reading a newspaper, so it's okay. But I almost think I'd be the guy that's like, can you get two of whatever drink I order? That way it looks like I'm still waiting for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. When we get back, I want to, speaking of drinks, um, I came across this article. Cocktails? Named, I'm in, Steve. All right. I came across an article about the crazy ways people have called in sick. The excuses that they give. All right. And it instantly made me think of the time that Ted and I were somewhere and he basically called in sick slash late uh, because we were uh, slightly drunk on absinthe. Slightly is an understatement. And I have audio evidence of it from back in the day. We're going to go into a little bit of a time capsule and play some audio that probably people in the mega family have never heard. And it's a true back to the future day. It, it, you know what? You're right. We're going back to the Top future. capsule. Oh, I love it. And uh, you know what? I bet some of your family have never heard this. And I know they listen to the Megacast. Yeah. So this should be good. Yeah. Shawnee will love it. I bet he's never heard it. Oh, man. I can't wait. So when the Megacast returns, we're going to get absinthe minded. Mm. How about that? What? All right. We'll uh, be back. Yeah. 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 Tech Smith and Steve Mintz. You know what this is? Pop gold uh, bottles like <laughs> Abos. zombie apocalypse just got creepier good people they always die i can imagine how painful this must be for you they're coming i know you know where they are so you got me in a vendetta kind of mood you see that came in the room blazing and didn't stop until they were pretty sure everybody was dead talking about a massacre the walk-in dead Coming soon to AMC. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. These two are irresistible, and I love the way they hurt me. Ha, ha, the mega cast is back. I didn't come for a fight, but I will fight till the end, and this one might be a battle. Might not turn out okay. 
their uh, punk rock cred. 100%. <laughs> Those guys are just writing jock jams now. Like, yeah, these are, you're going to hear that at a stadium. Right. That's going to be the theme song for the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, just like last year it was the other song that they had. Centuries? Yeah. It's like Centuries. they're just... They're, but they're great anthem, like, pick me up. And plus, I like that one because they like, name drop Seattle in it. Yeah. Well, that's I, that's what perked my ear. Yeah, yeah. the Century song, they, that, they played that all during the college bowl season. And right. I think I saw a quote. They were like, all right, yeah, we, we made the song. We're tired of it. Yeah, and I think they're going to have the same feeling about that one as well. Yeah. Because it's just, it sounds great. It sounds larger than life. I love those kind of anthemic jock jam type songs. Is that a word? What? Anthemic? Anthemic, like an anthem. Dude, powerful word. Thank you. Yeah, man. That's what I'm here for, man. Yeah. You might be the life of the party, but I'm providing the words that make everybody feel good. Steve Miggs, a.k.a. the, the thesaurus. <laughs> Dropping SAT words for you. Uh, so yeah, we mentioned that 1600, bitch <laughs> Far from that, dude I had an awful showing on uh, my SATs Steve, I got a 780 I was probably I don't remember exact But it, I think it was less than that Damn Yeah I wonder we're friends Right we We're not to- smart enough to meet others <laughs> We're dumb enough to like each other Yeah <laughs> Alright, this is uh, the the only reason why I brought I have this story really is just because I wanted to play the the absinthe audio. It got me thinking right. about it. But a career builder they put out a list of the craziest excuses people have used to call in sick to work, and uh, they put out like the top ten. I mean, uh, one of them a guy said his grandmother poisoned him with ham. With ham. With ham. Well, maybe she undercooked it. Munson, I love Munson because he is a man that comes up with an excuse and actually follows through so he cannot be lying about it. One time he ate like slightly like raw chicken and yeah. got sick so he could tell his boss I can't come in because I ate raw chicken or I got sick from raw chicken. So he legit did it? Yeah. I, I don't know if I respect that or think that's dumb. Well, it is dumb. But that love- bastard probably got like a 1200 <laughs> We have to ask him. I, I guarantee him. you, oh, he Munson got a yeah. much higher score than we did. Yeah, he definitely he definitely got four digits. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would agree to that. Another guy said he couldn't come in because uh, he was stuck under his bed. All right, that's fair. Uh, another guy said that how do you get under there? Is the first you know that's that would true. Be my question. Trying to get the monsters out from underneath, I would imagine, or get that leftover piece of chicken. I like this guy was too embarrassed to come in because the food he made for an employee potluck didn't turn out well. Well, again, seems feasible to me. I wouldn't. I would just buy something from the store and say that I made it. Yeah, the big trick, like if you're going to buy something from the store, just put it in a different container. I tried to do that, but everyone was on to me. Was that the potato salad thing? That was the potato salad at uh, Susan Silver, the former manager of Soundgarden's house. Yeah. House and Chains. You know what? I should stop giving that advice out. Maybe it only works with cookies. Yeah. You got to know who it is, too. I removed the sticker from their their, plastic Tupperware looking... 
Oh, container. but you didn't put it in a different container. I didn't have that kind of time, man. See, I think if you had shown up with it in a bowl from your home. With like saran wrap over it. That's the trick. Not like this already packaged, even yeah. though the sticker's missing. It's- right, like it's like, all right, Steve ripped off the sticker. <laughs> I did a good job ripping the sticker off. There was no remnants. Right, but see, it still looks like a container from the store. So You're people right. feel okay asking. If you had brought that in a glass bowl with like some flowers on it from your home mm-hmm. with saran wrap, while people, probably rightly, would know it's store-bought, nobody would dare to go, hey, Steve, did you just put this in a bowl? Right. Because if they're wrong, they are the biggest a-holes in the world. And plus, it was like a pound, like, it was like five pounds. It was like a lot. Right. It would have like, taken you all day to make that. Right. Like, what guy is going to spend all day making five pounds of potato salad? <laughs> I love... I have to admit, I think we both make some poor food choices, but I, I love that, like, oh, it's a cookout, all these old school rockers, kind of fancy people. Right, you I'll know. bring five pounds of potato salad. Yeah. They'll appreciate it. And hey, don't worry. You guys can keep it when I leave. Don't even bother washing the, the, the container. I don't need it. See, what I would have done is brought, like, uh, you ever get the potato chips, like the kettle ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have brought like the Honey Dijon and been like, see, these are fancy chips. They'll appreciate that. Would you put them in like your own like container and say that you made them? No, those chips are fancy enough to stay on their own. Okay. They're like, well, that's hard-earned money right there that he spent on these nice chips. Dude, if you could pull off convincing people you've made potato chips at home, that's impressive. That should be our thing from now on. Just bringing chips and sticking with it? Just grab a bag of whatever potato chips you like and then put it in your own container and be like, yo, I made these chips. Dude, I might gain 20 pounds back, but this seems like a winter project. Perfecting the homemade chip. I'm in. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Homemade, like whenever you go to like, I remember it was, uh, there was a bar in Puyallup. I think it's, it used to be called the Twisted Kilt, not the Twisted Kilt, wait, the Tilted Kilt, not the one that's like your, the chain restaurant. So, but it's like TK Bar, I think it's called now in Puyallup. And yeah, that was like the Sounders bar. though. Yeah. yeah. I've been but in there. They have their own homemade Potato chips. Delicious. They're incredible, especially when they're still kind of warm. Yeah. Oh, man. So damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, he said the, the wife caught, the guy's wife caught him cheating, and he had to get all of his stuff out of a dumpster. That's why he said he was- uh, That, all right, no kidding aside, that's a legit excuse. That's a great excuse. I yeah. wouldn't question him. I thought it'd be better if it's like she caught me masturbating. I'm too embarrassed to come into work. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get that. Although one guy's sandwich fell on the floor, and he said he broke his arm trying to catch it. Oof, that's pretty weak. Then you got to show up with the the cast. Yeah, yeah, that, that, right. You can't you can't come on over the weekend and be like, oh no, my arm's fine. And thirty eight percent of people called in sick when they actually felt fine. So there was an instance. How many years ago was this? It, I mean, we're celebrating uh, being on KSW about ten years. I think for both shows. Yeah, because we both started at the same time. So, um, so it had to have been. What do you think? Nine, eight? I'm thinking 2000. I'm thinking it was in the first year of us being on KISW that we did the absence. absence do you think it's show. even 2008? I'm thinking, I was thinking like 2007. Seven? Yeah, I think you might be right. There was a yeah. guy from the Czechoslovakia. And I think he's originally from here, but he lived there and he marketed the Green Ferry absence. Right, because it was still illegal in the States at this point. Right. Unless, the only real, it was illegal in most of the world. And the Czech Republic was the only place you get the real stuff. And, and, and you can order it from them. It cost a pretty penny, but you could get that stuff. And although there is now absinthe out there here in Washington and in the United States, I mean, I've tried that version of absinthe and it doesn't hold a candle to the Green Fairy. Yeah. The Green Fairy was like, it wasn't like the old lure of absinthe where don't drink too much, you'll go blind. But this stuff did put you in a different state of mind 
that wasn't similar to any other alcohol you ever had. No, it was more like doing a drug. It was. It was, and I always joked. I'm like, this absinthe, everything is a good idea on this absinthe. Yeah. So he would come in like. He used to do it on the buzz days with BJ, but then they started, he's like, hey, I'll come on when you guys should, are on KSW, I'll bring the alcohol, and the whole idea was everybody but usually BJ and and Toppy or whoever's going to run the board would drink the absinthe and get wasted. Right. And so Ted's like, I'll come in for this, that sounds like a great idea. My defense, BJ asked me to. Oh, okay. And yeah. you said yes. Right. And when I got there, BJ says, hey, just drink the absinthe, get drunk, it's fine. Right. And now, granted, I take it a lot of steps farther. Oh, it's an all-day all affair, and I don't even yeah. know if we'll finish this. This might take two segments on the Megacast, yeah. just as a heads up, because this is like one of my favorite. Like We've shared on, uh, on the podcast our trip to San Francisco, which I highly recommend anybody who hasn't heard that. Just look for the episode that I'm on, and it's one of my favorite stories. Like yeah. I'd say my top two favorite stories I've ever had in my life involve you and I. Nice. Right? I mean, those are two epic days. I mean, minus the wedding, but you were there too, so that counts. Yeah. Um, different kind of great story. Minus the wedding. Yeah. But you uh, were there. It counts. Yeah. So that morning, we're drinking. <laughs> Remember, former Seahawk Chad Eaton's listening. He hears us. He's like, I want to come in, and I want to do what you guys are doing. So then he comes in. Right. So now there's... Multiple people getting drunk on absinthe, and you know, Double R back in the day as well was there too. We're all just losing our minds on absinthe, and this is the part where things get crazy. It's like, and keep in mind, I'm what mid twenties. You're what early thirty. Oh man, maybe yeah, early thirties. If not, yeah. like yeah, they, like twenty nine, thirty ish. So I, if I, I remember, right? If I remember correctly, like I think I had been out the night before and just came right in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was hair of the dog for you. Yeah. And it was, this had to have been on a Friday that we did this. It was. Okay, because yeah, there's no way in hell we were going to go into work the next day. No. Uh, so, we start drinking probably like 7 in the morning. It was early. Maybe even 6.30 in the morning. By 8.30, we're blacked out drunk on this absinthe. The wheels have fallen off. And about 8.45, we have an interview scheduled with Glenn Morshower, who played Agent Pierce, I think. Uh, on the television show 24, which BJ's a huge fan of at the time. Right. So this was like an interview that BJ was really looking forward to because he's like, I remember, you know, you tell him, I, you know, I, I book, still do, I book all the guests on our show. And I'd be like, hey, BJ, we got this person coming up on Friday. And you usually gauge how excited he is by his reaction. He's like, oh, cool. But with that one, he's like, no way. Oh, man, I'm so pumped. He had audio, like He's like, I want this clip that he was on in this episode because he had this to say, and I want to play it on when we have him on. And like he was jacked about this interview. Yeah, legit. And unfortunately for BJ, at that point, we were blacked out drunk with live microphones in front of us. I still, like, I didn't know who the guy was. I'm still not positive I know who the guy Chad is. Chad Eaton didn't know either. And he yeah. makes it very clear in this audio clip that we're going to play. I, I edited it down because, man, it's a, it's a, it's a long clip. It's on YouTube. If you search KISW Absinthe, I'm sure you'll find it. The whole clip is like 10 minutes long. But I, 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 I shrunk it down to about three minutes. All right. But I feel like it's not going to be three minutes of us just listening to it. Feel free to let me know when you want me to pause this because there's going to be a lot of dissection I think we need to do All right. to kind of paint a picture. And also, I think it's going to stir up some memories that you and I probably don't even remember. No, I, I am excited and nervous. When's the, have you ever heard the interview? Since you did it? Not in eight or nine years. Oh, this is going to be awesome. So uh, without further ado, mm -hmm. here's the absinthe episode from uh, way back in the day where Ted and I are blacked out drunk on absinthe. Are you ready, Ted? 
Yeah? Okay, now let me know if you want me to pause at any point. All right. All right. All right, Steve, do you have an info? Uh, yeah. All right, hey, Glenn? Is that Glenn? Are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. All right. All right already, you can tell, like, we're... You hear your laugh. You so. just hear me laugh. The, the drunk, ha, 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 ha. Right, like, Steve, Steve doesn't have an intro. I'm going to laugh at him. Yeah. All right, here we go. Glenn, oh. first of all, I want to explain something to you, Glenn, just so you know. Uh, we have a guy who's sampling absinthe, that, that crazy drink, and all my guys in the show have drunk it. So if it sounds crazy, that's why. We're not trying to be a jerk to you. It's just my guys are trashed. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I you can tell BJ's already very nervous about this. Yeah, he's apologizing. He apologized before we even said a word. Yeah. All right. Cool. Glenn Morshower plays Agent Pierce on, on the hit show 24 but i gotta tell you listen i I have an intro can i put oh you have an intro of course i do all right do your intro then i want to play the audio that i thought was awesome audio from agent pierce in the last 24 thing is that i was assured by fox that that most of these stations are extremely reverent (laughs) yes (laughs) sorry about that i'm like yes i'm just like it sounds like you just grabbed a microphone and went i got an intro And dude, this intro, I heard it this morning. I'm like, what the hell? Like, there is no rhyme or reason other than I wanted to share a story about a time that I saw or heard a girl get her vagina pierced. All right. All right. Just because his name is Agent Pierce on the. It's awful, really. Glenn, I, I do apologize. Glenn, He's how do you? In the other room. Glenn, how do you think I feel? I'm the designated driver of these idiots, and you know how that, how much fun that is. <laughs> Our next guest is Agent Pierce on 24. Oh, there was this one time where I was at a tattoo shop, and this girl got pierced in a certain spot, and she went, "Oh yeah!" Like, and I was just impressed, you know. Well, you know, we've given a whole new meaning. I'm not done, Glenn. I'm, I got an intro for you. Dude, that is awesome. This is already getting good. I do remember at some point, I think I asked him if he's, uh, uh, what, what's that secret organization? Oh, the Illuminati? No. A Mason. Uh, a Mason. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I hear that on this clip, All but right. we'll, we'll find out. All right, here we go. Um, oh my God. Shut up, Glenn. Shut up, Glenn. I'm still talking. He's on 24. Please welcome Glenn. <laughs> More shower. First of all, we have Glenn on the line. Glenn, tell us what it's like working on Hold on. I would kill to be in studio with you guys right now. Glenn, I wish you were here, dude. Steve, I sound wasted. Jesus, I knew I was going to be drunk. I can barely get that out. I don't even know what you were trying to say at that point. It sounds like I'm trying to be professional and give a nice intro. Right. You're like, all right, Glenn, let's now talk. Yeah, you did. You were like doing your best to sound like a serious broadcaster. Poor BJ, man. Poor uh, BJ. All right. We, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I bet you'd have a blast tasting this absence. But Glenn, I would kill for you right now, brother. All right. Because <laughs> he goes, I would kill to be in that room. <laughs> I would kill for you right now, brother. Shut up! Can I tell him something secret too? My roommate suck, man. He loves your guys' show, man. So you don't say, have a roommate. I used to have a roommate in Baltimore, man. He loved this show, so I didn't want to say it was something to do. This is horrible. I, you know what? I really been looking forward to this BJ, interview. Will you, you just please or... conduct this interview? I'd like you, Chad. I've been looking forward to this interview. There's Chad Eaton now trying to steer the ship, and he's already, he's gone. I like how my ghetto accent was still there. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 my roommate loves the show, and I'm like, you don't have a roommate, Ted. <laughs> I used to. Go. I'm a big fan of the go. show. So first of all, <laughs> Eaton's like, go. Eaton's just physically big enough he could do that. You know, we got to take a break. We'll all right, come, all right. We'll when we back. get back, we'll finish the rest of this. But uh, man, yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to rush through this because I think I would imagine the people that are listening right now are thoroughly enjoying how wasted we are in this clip. Oof. 
All right. When we get back, more from the uh, absinthe episode. Yeah. <laughs> where Ted and Steve get absinthe minded. <laughs> oh, there we go. These guys are the kings of a cold beer conversation. The mega cast will be back. Cold beer conversation. Just a couple old boys, a little time well wasted. Trying to figure out life, trying to figure out girls, trying to find our place in this crazy old world. A little truth, a little frustration. Hey, have you ruined your life betting on sports at Fandupe.com yet? It's easy. Just ask Jason from Detroit. His whole family packed up and left after he lost his entire paycheck in the first week betting on badminton on Fandupe.com. Every week, Fandupe.com separates over 5 million people from their kids' college money. Guaranteed. And this week, if you use the promo code SUCKERBUTTHEAD, Fandupe will make it look like we gave you $200. Stevie from Phoenix loves synchronized swimming so much that he now lets men spit on him for money to pay off his debts at Fandupe.com. So what are you waiting for? Your life isn't going to ruin itself. Get in on your share of unending regret, sorrow, and shame at Fandupe.com. That's Fandupe.com. These guys still love you. As for me, I'm still on the fence about you. LOL, the mega cast is back. I still think her voice is so hot. Gwen was, Stefani. Yeah. She just sounds like the same. It just brings me back to being like all, you know younger and just crushing out on that chick. Yeah, she was always hot. Yeah. She was hot back in the day. She's matured and got hotter. Oh, man. Yeah, she has. I think she yeah. looks, she's a smoke show now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we were while we were during our break, Ted and I were just reminiscing about listening to that audio. Both of our minds are completely blown by it. Um but you brought up a great point while we were just listening to, while we were just BSing during the commercial. Oh, about like, right, if we did it now? We would never do that now. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, we would still, like, if we had a day like that, like, we would still have drinks and have a good time. Right. I just don't think we would have the, the guts to throw caution into the wind and get that blindly drunk on the show. I'm not done, Glenn. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we would go that, I think we were just young and... And at that point, like, I don't think we were, we had the attitude of, we don't care about our jobs, but I felt like, I think we just had less, we were less, we wouldn't have overthought it. Like now I think it's like, yeah. we're, we're adults. We have a lot of bills. I can't take that chance. Like, you know, I, I was single, you were single in those days. And, uh, I knew I, I was like, I don't care where I'm going to end up at the end of that night. Like I knew I was just getting wasted. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing. When you're, when you're younger, you can kind of do that stuff. Yeah. Just right now. It's like that. I don't want to say fear, but it's like, right, like I've worked this hard for this. Do I want to? Here's the deal. It's not a fear of losing your job because I hate, you know, it's always come from a place of love, not fear. Mm-hmm. But as you mature, you start thinking things like, well, I've worked all these years for this job. Do I want to throw it away to get drunk one day? Right. 
and yeah. just black out drunk and yell at some guy because he's calling in to promote his show that right. we asked him to do. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We would still do this and get drunk, but I just don't think we would get that drunk. No, I think we would do it like on our podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's recklessly drunk. Yeah. Out of our mind drunk. Yeah. And that's just the beginning of the day. Like, let's get back to the interview, but right. like, hopefully we'll have time because the insanity doesn't stop when... 10 a.m. 10 hits. No, like, it that, amps up. It gets even crazier. So um, I got to now just quickly fast forward back to where Chad Eaton so kindly telling BJ to just go, go. do the interview. I really been looking forward to this right, interview. BJ, you just please are... conduct this interview. I like guy. you, Chad. I've been looking forward to this interview. Go. I'm a big fan of this go. show. So for... I love how Glenn is. I mean, Chad's just like, go. And mind you, Chad's like 280 pounds of just muscle. Solid muscle. Six foot six, probably yeah. six foot five. Yeah. And just like, and I think he was wearing sleeveless shirt. Right? Always. Yeah. He so, never had sleeves on back and then. It, and I'm pretty sure it was a button up shirt that was sleeveless. Yeah. He right. was always sleeveless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. BJ trying at this point to conduct an interview while we're all wasted on absinthe. First of all, oh, uh, Mr. Professional. So, far, so far, I would describe this as unparalleled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was a great sport. He was. I remember say. that. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree, Glenn. Oh, I bet, I bet Taco so. Bob and the fish in North Carolina aren't doing this kind of an interview. I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this. I cannot get enough of Taco Bob. <laughs> He's just rolling with it, dude. <laughs> Taco Bob and the fish? I came across that name of a radio show once, and I just stuck with it forever. That's that was, awesome. That was always my point of reference. You know, the fish had talent. Oh, yeah. He was being held back by Taco Bob. 100%. Yeah. If Taco Bob was as talented as Glenn Morshower, that show would be syndicated. The problem was Taco Bob was as plain as a ground beef taco. <laughs> Great D. Right? Yeah. I mean, can I get some braised chicken? Nah, no. Pork? No. Pork? No. Cornitas? No. Nah. No. Just some questionable ground beef. That barely has seasoning. Yeah. So I'm right, now, now hold on, BJ. Quiet yeah, no. now. Hold on one second. Oh, you still, you got me. Wait. So Chad tells BJ to do the interview, and then tells that BJ to shut up. Easy. Within forty-five seconds. But can I get a? But can I get a? Everybody, get out now! It's going to explode. Can I get one of those from you? Well, he's not uh, the character. Yeah, you can watch, and I say it with great passion. Are you ready? Yes. Everybody get out now. It's going to explode. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That's That's the wrong character. Wrong character and the wrong line. All right. All right. (laughs) Hey, BJ, can I ask you a real question? Oh, boy. Here comes Ted. Jesus Christ. What is this? What is Drunk Ted going to ask? Now. All right, guys. Good round. Wait, that, there's the, the PR guy. He's like, all right, we got to go. We got to get out of here. But we don't stop. All right. What, Ted? I, w- I would like to yeah, interview this guy. Well, was, what question do you have, Ted? He's got a southern accent, which is great. He was faking that southern <laughs> well, accent. Well, is, is he, he really is from, British? No, he is from Texas. <laughs> He's got a southern accent. Is he really British? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just originally, aren't you, aren't you Aaron? What's up? Morning, Glenn. Is in Big D. So you prefer brisket over like short ribs? Brisket. <laughs> Why isn't my hey, uh, <laughs> Texas people love their beef barbecue? East Coasters in the South love pork barbecue. I gotta go back though. I I love your reaction to when he says brisket. The the laugh is great. And then pay attention to what I just randomly throw out there after that. <laughs> Why isn't my hey, email working? Okay. <laughs> Glenn, I really wanted to interview you because uh, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of your work on... Why isn't my email working? <laughs> What's with my evil laugh of like, oh, 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 brisket? <laughs> 
Star Trek. Unfortunately, my whole crew was drunk, but me. Hey, but, but what, what, what Star Trek was he on? Which one? Enterprise. He was on Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Enterprise, you dumb oaf. Why is it that when I drink absinthe, I become like this surly sailor in the background? Enterprise. You don't have a roommate, Ted. And shut up. I'm telling you my intro. Oh, and why isn't my email working? Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, who did you play on Next Generation? I was on every Star Trek except Deep Space Nine. Yeah, nice. about, I Deep Space Nine this chick the other night. All right, <laughs> Glenn. Listen, I look- oh, Steve! Oh, I became. I was a surly sailor. Who? This is a question for the Mega Family. Who's drunker, you or me? I think I am. I mean, who knows? Yeah, email us or tweet us at the Megacast. And <laughs> just tweet hashtag Sailor Steve or hashtag Brisket, brisket Ted. Ted. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Brisket Ted. Or email us the Megacast at yahoo.com. Dude, right. that's going to be my new fake name. Brisket Ted? No, Ted Brisket. Ted Brisket. From the southern part of Texas. I need to get, we need to have a night where I get, I turn into Sailor Steve again. All right. Yeah. All right. I think there's a little bit more left. All right. Forward to seeing you guys at a 12-step meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn, thank you so much. I promo. I'm still producing. <laughs> Sailor Steve, that's the promo. That's the promo. Rev, chop it up and put it out there. Was Rev even there yet? Yeah. Was he? He was an intern. No, no kidding. Yeah. All he, right. Because he, he was an intern on the buzz and then carried over. I think he was either the intern at that point or he just took over for Jared because Jared quit. Oh, yeah. Because Jared was our phone screener. Or yeah. Johnny Chocolate, as we like to call him. <laughs> he wanted to become a newscaster. We we're trying to convince him when, and he eventually did. Like he got a stint doing like overnights and mornings for um, Como, right? And we were trying to convince him because he's like, I need to come up with like a good like broadcaster name, not you know, like Ted Brisket. Yeah, like, or yeah, Ted Brisket would be a great one. Yeah. So we're like, go with Johnny Chocolate, and he at first was like into it, and then he's like, I don't think they're gonna be okay with that. Johnny Chocolate. Johnny Chocolate. That sounds like a poor name with Ted Brisket. Johnny Chocolate versus Three Blondes. <laughs> Skip. A Rocco Sofredi production. Oh. Man. Big, big sausage pizza delivered by Johnny Chocolate. <laughs> hey, ladies, it's Johnny Chocolate. I brought your pizza. Extra sausage. <laughs> so that's like the last hour of our show then. And I don't know what we did at that point. Like, I, I'm sure, you know, I, honestly, I could probably go back and find the audio. And I, I don't know. Wait, because that's only like nine o'clock. Right. We still had another hour. I almost want to find that last hour just to hear what we sounded like. I'll have to go through the archives. Oh, man. Because I don't think we started fading. Like, it wasn't like after that interview. No, and people need to understand, like, the way our office is set up now is so completely different. Mm-hmm. Back then, as soon as you walk down the hallway... There was cubicles. Oh, that's right. And like salespeople and this and that. I remember that was the main thing I got in trouble for. Right, because the show ends. The show ends. We go out and rage. I think I can't remember if this was before or after. How much how much how much of this do you want to tell? Let's get into all of it. Whatever we remember. Okay. I mean, I have not I, there's nothing I'm afraid of of saying. Okay. And, and so like ten o'clock, 
I do remember this. We went downstairs, Blue Water Bistro, no, Blue Water Tacos or whatever it was, used to be in our building. It's now across the street. Right. And we, I got a giant burrito because I'm like, I need a burrito. We took a bottle of that absinthe with us and we all decided to go to the strip club. Right. Before we went to the strip club, we went to Double R's house. And, pop, and popped that giant pimple. Right. I, yes. I had a giant weird pimple on my chest. And I didn't know what, I thought it was like a cyst or something. And Eaton's like, that's just a pimple. And he takes his thumb and just like presses it into me. And I'm, and then I go, Rah! and I push my chest into his thumb and it pops. And then he wanted to like get a, a a knife and cut it more out. And I'm like, no, that's a bad idea. Like even at that point, I knew it was a bad idea. And I think Double R was passed out. He was out cold. Right. And yeah. we were like in his bedroom. I remember like jumping on his bed. I mean, yes. going crazy. Yeah. And it was like, all right. <laughs> it was like the scene from Very Bad Things, only right. we didn't break the coffee table or kill a hooker. But also like, uh, that's a great call, Steve. Yeah. Also, you got to remember, Eaton is driving with like a uh, suicide knob on his wheel. <laughs> yes. So I just remember every time we got in the car and got on the freeway. And we're well aware this was all bad ideas. Right. But let's just, we got to share it how we share it. Right. Like, yeah. remember the TED Talk at the beginning of this? Yeah. Right. Some of this, while fun, was not, we were doing what others wanted us to do. Right. So let's just say Eaton had some... I don't know, prescriptions or whatnot. He had a tackle box of jail. All right, all right. So, I don't want to throw the guy under the butt. Well, well, he's been honest about his, been, yeah, his he's, problems. He's turned his life around, and he's so he talked just about keep, it on the air before. Right, so like when you're that drunk, after a while, you're just kind of like, oh, man, I need to go to sleep. And he would just hand us stuff and go, take this. It's a rock star. I'll keep you awake. Yeah. So we don't know. We go Right, then we go to the strip. Remember that we even said, I don't know if I should take that. And it was almost like like it was like large Marge, like, like you know, like that scene in Pee Wee's Big... Like, like he just turns his head and his head gets even bigger. He goes, take it. Right. And it's, I just remember getting on the freeway and it was like a movie. Like this SUV just comes barreling on I 5. Giant red Denali. Right. And we're just like, like cruising through. And he's like, Steve, how am, how am I driving? How am I driving? Because I'm riding shotgun. Oh. And Ted, you're in the back just like losing your mind. And I'm like, you're doing fine. I don't know if you'd be doing as well if it was nighttime, but it's daytime. We're good. Yeah, and then I remember trying to chug absinthe from the bottle. Yeah. Somebody may have puked up their giant burrito. That was me. The yeah. minute we got out and parked at Rick's, the strip club, the door opened and I just hurled like the entire burrito. And it was a giant like pound burrito. Yeah. Right. And I and I, I was like, give me some absinthe. And I chugged some absinthe, absinthe and I go, I'm good. Yeah. And then, didn't we put some in baby bottles? <laughs> I thought they were water bottles, but they might have been. I don't know why we would have baby bottles. Well, I don't know. He had kids. Oh, Maybe they were point. just laying around. I remember that we did bring absinthe into the strip club, not in the absinthe bottle. Correct. Maybe yeah. it was water bottles. I think it might have been water bottles. <sighs> so then we walk in. Mind you, I think the strip club opens at 11. Right. We were there at like 1045. Right. <laughs> like we're waiting for them to open, like knocking on the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now... We're in the strip club. Obviously, lap dance is going crazy. We're sharing our absence with some of these strippers. And it's just like, you couldn't ask for a more like out of this world. It's like a movie. Experience. Yeah, it was. It was like a movie, like that experience you want to have. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like 155. And I don't know why, but we just thought that you needed to get back to work. Right. And when I had left here, there was very clear instructions of like, don't sweat the show today. I want to say uh, Toppy stayed around. Yes, Toppy was going to fill in for you. Right, but it was like, you're cool, just just get the hell out of here. Don't come get, back. Don't come back. Right, but we decide 
to try and call the station on the hotline, I think. Yeah. And we're like, we're, oh, we're running late, but we'll be there. And I don't even know if we even listened for a response that would no. have easily been Ben going, don't come. Right. I just remember when we showed up, the look on Miles and Thrill's face was like, what the F are you guys doing here? Dude, we came back that's like a where, freaking oh, hurricane. Yeah. And right. That was where I got in trouble. Yes. Because I told a girl we worked with. Oh, this is, dude. <laughs> this, is yeah. so, this is still a story that gets shared amongst people here at the station. Does it really? No, BJ will bring it up from time to time. And I've brought it up like, you know, with BJ yeah. BSing. It's like, remember that time Ted did blank? Yeah, right. So I told this person who, in all honesty, I was always attracted to. I still think he's probably hot to this day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought she was cute as all hell. But for some reason, I decided this was a good time to tell her, like, yeah, like, you're really cute. They're like, so what? You have a little belly. Like, I still think you're really hot. It's like, oh, God. And I'm standing like three feet from Ted. When yeah. he said, cause, so we go into the studio and we're like, we're here. And we're thinking everyone's going to be like, like fireworks are going to go off. Like, they're here. Put them on the air. Let's do it again. Right. Complete opposite. As opposite as you like, like, oh man, we're almost done. Uh, Thrill gives us a look like he, like we just. He wants like, to kill us. Right. Like we just kicked his baby. Yeah. Like he hated us dead. Oh yeah. And they're all just like, yeah, you guys should just leave. And they're having no fun. No. I was the only one in the men's room that it took part in this. So, I mean, that right. I, I have always thought that played part into it. Yeah. It's just kind of like, look at these idiots. So then we walk down. <laughs> yeah, after I insult some people. Right. And I'm like, Terry, we got to go. This is a bad idea. So then we walk back. I don't know why, but I think we were going to say goodbye to everybody. And like, you're on your phone and then you're just like, I got the most amazing dance from this stripper. And you're like out of your mind loud and yeah. our boss sergeant hair club is having like a serious meeting with somebody like a big wig yeah and i i recognize that and that was the only moment when that in the the chubby comment that you said to the girl where i'm like this we need to go yeah so i grabbed ted and i'm like let's just go and you're like all right why do we gotta go i'm like we just need to leave and did we not go back to the strip club then yeah okay we went straight back <laughs> we went straight back and I think we stayed there all day and all night. We did not stay all night. Okay. What time did we finish? There was some point in the afternoon, as I remember later that evening, like kind of, I took like a nap and then I got up and like sober up and it was like, oh crap, what did we do? I don't know where I ended I don't, up. Dude, I have no idea. And I don't remember how I lost you and Eaton. I think. I think maybe we just finally got that tire and he just dropped us off. I think I crashed in your, I think I crashed at your place. Did you? That's the only get. I know I didn't go home, but I remember like I was able to walk back to my car. So it was either you or one of my other buddies that lived nearby. Yeah, I think maybe that's what we did. And then yeah. maybe you and I, I don't know. I just remember somehow I ended up back over in uh, Mercer Island later that evening. Maybe that's, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, have, I Honestly, like that's where I Listen to the audio. We have no idea. Right. I mean, we're just out of our minds. All I remember is in the next day. Eaton calls me up and he's like, "Hey man, what an awesome day!" I'm like, "Yeah, it was great." I'm like, "But man, I dropped a thousand bucks at the strip club," and he goes, "Me too, isn't that awesome?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have that kind of money." Yeah. Like I basically at that point I depleted my savings practically. I mean, I still had some cash in there, but not a lot. Yeah, and I don't, I don't recall a single dance. That's yeah. how awesome that day was. It was. It was one of the greatest days of our entire life. Yeah. And I was very happy you guys spent so much money. Right. Which somehow it worked out well for me. We, do you think we were like, was like giving you money? No. I think, 
I, by the time I spent a little money, I think it just was like you guys had spent so much. Like the one girl was like, "Come on," like, like let's. I was like, "All right." I never. I do remember like every girl was around us at all times. Oh, it's like a video. Yeah, it's like a rap video. They're just drinking their absinthe or getting. Maybe dances. that's why I've convinced myself it was in bottles like syrup, and we were at the strip club. <laughs> Needless to say, that my friends is our absinthe day. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the craziest day uh, sick day excuses I think of all time. Best sick day ever. Yeah, so uh, we got to get out of here. It's time to uh, do ten, one, let's ten get more. Her. Let's get them. Let's uh, do them for her once again. Let's do them for Carly. She's the one who requested this Hanson, so this is on her. If I can get it to work. There it is. All right. Ten. It's been a fun one. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's get ten, A lot of like uh, hot thirty-year-old women at this show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we should go. Yeah. Can we get some of that green fairy? Maybe I put a little oom um in their bop. 